Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and I've got Elise with me, and Jeff is over there, but he said he's not talking, but we'll fix that. And actually, <laughs> Amber's here too, so how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks right for on. having me. Oh yeah. It's always fun to have you. <laughs> so... How have you been? I've been good. I've just been moseying along, doing my own thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, the regular, <laughs> the, the regular, regular Elise special where, like, nothing seems to be going normal but what is normal, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> hey, as long as you push forward. I mean, it's just, it's all learning experiences. Yeah. Emily actually had a good uh, way to describe it the other day. She's like, you have this <coughs> incredible ability to push through a bunch of crap. <laughs> And that's good. I mean, that that kind of shows who you are in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like I've said, it's it's adaption. Mm-hmm. You, you adapt to to what life throws at you, so, yeah. which is good. That's good. Most people just lay down on the floor and just say, I'm done. <laughs> no more. Well, that's how I used to be, you know. Like, yeah. in the past, before finding all the things I'm passionate about now, I would have been one of those who was like, you know, this is too much, and I'm just going to, I'm going to try to coast. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to give up there's what's the point right you know and now it's really interesting to me like I wake up every day and whatever like adversity I'm faced with I'm like no I can take it because I uh, honestly like every day I'm like this is not the worst it's ever been you know like it could be overwhelming for a second but I'm like man you know I've been through way worse I got this it's okay you got this yeah and uh, that's just it it's it's getting through it just and coming up with a plan and then adapting when the plan goes awry. Exactly. So. I mean, multiple plan Bs. <laughs> yeah. You're on like plan A, A now. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> You've gone through A through Z, so now you're like A, A, B, B. Yeah. Know. Double yeah. letters. <laughs> Double letters. Oh. Yeah, I know how that is. You know, we were talking earlier, that's kind of been my, you know, everyone knows it's been my kind of fitness struggle for the last year is mm-hmm. everything, everything keeps changing, nothing quite quite right so right you know i've got a new plan again so this time i'm seeing a dietitian working on my diet and Mm -hmm. swimming still and all that stuff so adding diet into it which is i think going to be the the big key that's been what i've been missing yeah yeah it often is for most people realize it (laughs) yeah i like food well you can't out train a bad diet so no matter what we're doing when we are so you know adventurous with our physicality and like all the spartan races and everything we can't out train a bad diet (laughs) So you see people like, I had a heavy training day today, so I'm going to go eat like a plate of nachos and then go get ice cream after. And I'm like, well, that's that sounds like fun. And yeah. that looks delicious. Don't get me wrong. Right. But also not good in the long run. <laughs> no. And I mean, that's one thing I've talked about before. When I lost all the weight the first time, you know, in like 2010, mm-hmm. that was one of my big things. I had a structured diet. I ate at certain times, you know, certain amounts. And it was structured, and I don't have that. And it's one thing, like I said, I've, I'm going to go to a dietitian. Amber's going to go with me so that I can't lie to her and tell her that pizza's fine. So Keeping you accountable. Yes, to help keep me accountable. So, you know, because I, I would be known to be like, yeah, the doctor says pizza's fine, you know. Yeah. Four food groups, especially if you put pineapple on it. So She just said to make sure I make it from home. Yeah, make it at home. It's everything's healthy as long as you've made it at home, right? Yes, exactly. Which... In some ways is true, but not completely. You still have to watch what you put in it. Yes, so, exactly. You know, it's like one of the things I do have a recipe. Actually, I do have a recipe for pizza, mm-hmm. but the crust is made with cauliflower. Right. So it's cauliflower crust. That's super which popular right now. Too. I know sounds disgusting, but it's not bad. No. The one thing that people forget with cauliflower, 
there's really no taste mm -hmm. to it. Cauliflower is tasteless. Yep. At least for me, it's pretty much tasteless. So if you add a little bit of spices here, a little bit of spices there, you can make cauliflower pretty much anything you want it to be. That's actually how I was bulking up my rice for a while um, when I was getting really into the weight training and I just wasn't really quite hitting my, I'm going to say like the, the broest thing ever here, my, I wasn't hitting my macros. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, so I would have like my rice and stuff and I would have to have a vegetable, but I wasn't really interested in the vegetables. Mm -hmm. I just wanted the carbs and the protein. <laughs> yeah. So I started actually mixing a ton of cauliflower rice in with my regular, mix it in and heat it all up together. And then yeah. you really can't tell the difference. No, you especially can't. Especially if you're using brown rice because yeah. just don't look at it. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, the thing with cauliflower too is a lot of people are like, well, how do you make the rice? I'm like, well, for one, you can buy it. Yeah. Or what you do, what we would do is you steam cauliflower. Mm -hmm. And then I would run it through my food processor, mm -hmm. but with the uh, the grate, like I was grating cheese. Yeah. And just the way it hits and it grates, it basically makes it into basically rice type type sizes. And I, I'm, I made an enchilada dish mm -hmm. once that pretty much my sister, my mom, all of them ate it and we're like, this is great, but we're supposed to be healthy stuff. What about the rice? And I'm like, that's not rice. Surprise. <laughs> that, that's cauliflower. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's a versatile thing. And 10, year, 10, 10 years ago, if I heard myself say this, I would have slapped myself, but <laughs> it actually, it's good for you. It, it works. It's so, really good. It is. So, so what else, what else you got going? I know you just did Tahoe. I did. How yeah. was that? Oh my gosh. It was, okay. So I have been trying, like so many people have asked me this and I still haven't fully processed it to be honest, um, because there's so many things about that day that are just like, super eye-opening mm -hmm. and I have like a certain amount of pride for myself and the people that were with me um and I just like I haven't processed all of that emotion yet it yeah. was but the way that I've found to sum it up easiest is that it was the most challenging and most exhilarating day of my life so far my racing life so far yeah. I mean I have been racing this is my fourth season racing um granted there was a little bit of like what I would call a sabbatical in the middle a little bit but you know it's, everybody goes through periods of weirdness. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, like, I've I've been to the mountains in Montana. Uh, I've done the races here in Seattle. Um, I got to go all the way to Hawaii and do that trifecta weekend back in 2016. Yep, with and, me. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, honestly, this was the hardest and probably the most beautiful race. Of really? Even more beautiful than Hawaii? Yeah. I've got to get to. you got to get to Tahoe, dude. It's I a wanna... different kind of beauty. It is. It is. It's totally different. Well, I'm sure. But it's but... The, the hardest part with Tahoe is I don't think Amber will go with me. Yeah, she's over here going, <laughs> I'm not answering that question because I don't want it on, on so, recorded. But from the moment that doesn't... we got there, though, like you would like it as as a, as a supporter. Like if you just wanted to be there. I mean, it's See, the problem phenomenal. is she doesn't like the cold. I know. So like that's where, you know, that's where the problem comes in is it's not really the, any of the, it's, it's the cold. It's like right. when we went up to terrain race in Vancouver, mm -hmm. she like pretty much got out of the car and like stared at me the whole time going, when can I go back to the mm -hmm. car? Will you hurry when up? When is it and, acceptable for me to yeah, go back to the car? When is it acceptable <laughs> for me to go back to the car and turn on the heat? So. Um, that's funny. I, I have always like described myself as someone who likes being warm and cooling off rather than being cold and having to warm up. I'm definitely not like a fall and winter baby. I totally love summer. I love hot, balmy weather. That's me. Tahoe was not that, but it was gorgeous. Like we had great weather. It didn't snow like it has in previous years. Apparently I've never yeah. been there before this, but, um, it didn't snow. Um, it was really cold before the sun came up and went down obviously cause we're up yeah. really high in elevation, but, um, yeah, I mean, 
without getting into all of the like exciting, you know, here's what my stats were and this is how fast I finished it. And this is how much, how many burpees I did and all that stuff that a lot of people go through. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I went out there, there were multiple periods where I honestly thought that I was going to throw up or pass out or I I couldn't breathe. Um, and so that's why I feel like it was the most challenging race I've ever done. Mm-hmm. But there's something so magnificent about, like, I'm hiking up this mountainside and I have not stopped going straight up for like two miles and I'm huffing air and I cannot catch my breath. And I feel the sun on me suddenly because it finally came up over the top of the mountain or I'm finally up high enough in yeah. the mountain to feel I'm the sun. And I look and there's just mountains and lake tahoe sprawled out in front of me and trees as far as you can see and just little blips of clouds in the sky and it was it was absolute like it makes you feel so small in the best way see those are the ones i like because oh, you know me I, my, my two favorite venues are probably hawaii and montana and part of that is the beauty of it mm-hmm. you know it's like you've been to montana you've done montana when you hit the top of that hill where they always put the a-frame and you're sitting on top of the A-frame and just staring out over Flathead Lake and all those mountains. That's gorgeous. You know, and it's the same with Hawaii. There's so many times that you come around a corner and all of a sudden you just see this gorgeous valley going out towards mm-hmm. the, the, the ocean. And, I mean, it's it's amazing. And to know that, you know, you're racing there. And I say it all the time. Like, the way it is for me is both of those races are probably the hardest beasts I've ever done. And you feel like you're dying. And then you walk around a corner and you see this gorgeous view and you're like, I've died. And this is this must be heaven, right? I didn't think it was going to be this painful, but this must be heaven. (laughs) So it's yeah, it's the races that make you like reflect on yourself when like that, because I mean, you just like you go inside your own head in the best way. You know, you're not in there. All of everything shuts off. Like all of the things you tell yourself every day that aren't true and all the excuses you make and all the Mm -hmm. things that you you silently tell yourself that are negative. They suddenly go away and you're like, wow, you know. Like I, I'm so wonderfully insignificant. All my problems are so insignificant. Yep. Really, none of it matters. Yeah. And like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep going now to see what else I can see. Because at this point, like, if it gets better than this, <laughs> I better keep going. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, it does seem like that. Like both Hawaii and Montana, it's almost like they plan it perfectly so that when you're at that point where your mind and your body is like, I'm done. This was stupid. Why are we doing that? You get that. You walk around a corner. You're like, Oh my god. This is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Let's see if I can find another one. And yeah. it's kind of one of those things that keeps you going. Exactly. So, I agree yeah. completely. Oh. So what, what other than beautiful, how was it? Um, I actually, I had a really fun time. I was probably one of the best races I've ever run, considering the condition that I've been in in the last yeah. couple months. I mean, so, I mean, I described all these horrible symptoms before. And those were still there. But um, I had the least amount of burpees that I've ever had but also, it was just a really important race for me. Um, I had a lot. I I didn't plan on running it. I had, um, it was like dependent on how I was going to be feeling. I saw the sign at the Montana race. And, um, you know, of course, they were like yep. promoting it at the venue. And I just was kind of looking at it. And I was like, you know, I've been doing pretty well. And I don't want to get like ahead of myself here at all because I'm still, you know, working on my strength. I'm still work- coming back from this hip surgery that I had. And if I can do Tahoe, then I would love to do that. I still want to go. Like, I was definitely going to be going yeah. and hanging out at least. But if I can... God, stupid clock. <laughs> the clock's going off. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. It's... <laughs> I'm not saying what time it is. 
I know, right? Count, count the bells. <laughs> count the bells. Count the bells. <laughs> Do I even bother keeping talking over that thing? I don't know. It's, it's going to come through so loud. <laughs> it is. Is it oh soft yet? God. How much more does it got? It's a lot of bells. <laughs> I think it's like 23 o'clock. Oh, it's 23. Yeah, 2300. 2300. It's it military lot. time. <laughs> God, okay. wouldn't that be horrible? To have one of military time, and it's like... <laughs> By the time it quits hitting 23, it's not, now it's going to zero. It's well, not. my best friend visited over the summer, and she, we're sitting over there on the couch just talking in the middle of the day, and, like, she's in the middle of telling me something, and then she stops dead. I didn't honestly notice the clock because I'm used to it, yeah. but she goes, what in the loving hell is that? Like, what? why do you have a grandfather clock in your house? Like, well, it's not my house. So, yeah. <laughs> it is now, but it, it wasn't now, at the time. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, back to Tahoe, though. Yeah. Um, I definitely ran, like, the best race ever. I got... I completed so many obstacles that I've never completed before. Um, never really even had that much exposure to because it was a beast, and I haven't run a beast in two years. Yeah. The, the longest race I've been able to run has been a sprint course. Like, my 2017 season was all sprints when I wasn't injured um, and then re-injured. <laughs> so... I like, did one of them with her. Yeah, you did. It was the part one of the Elise Recovery Tour, and yep. then we pumped the brakes on that and stopped racing for the rest of the year, um, which is fine. It was the better decision. Me and um, Jeff skipped. Yeah, <laughs> we're holding hands and skipping, and I can't wait to recreate that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't run a beast, so earlier in the year I had you know, been like, oh, if I can run Tahoe, cool. So when we did the terrain race in Portland, I was like, you know... I've been feeling really good by this point, um, and I'm just going to kind of see, like, how long I can go, and I ended up running three laps at the terrain race in Portland, and the third lap was more of a, of a hobble, but, um, I'll be damned if I didn't do it, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I finished that, that race, and I was so happy, because it just was my chance to, I finally, oh, God, it just felt so good to finally get back out there and, like, actually feel good while racing, which hadn't happened in so long, I mean, I hadn't even felt good walking around in so long. Yeah. Um, so going into Tahoe, I was like, no, like, it's not even my hip that's holding me back. Why is it, why is it always something, right? That's how mm -hmm. I feel. But, um, I was like, no, I'm going to do everything in my power to do this. And like, if I, if I don't finish, then fine. At least I tried. Um, but I really want to do this. And I didn't run at all, but we kept moving very quickly. I was with Rich Barnes. Um, I actually met Rich through a WCO workout that I was coaching and he's been at the last few. Um, he's been a part of WCO now for a little while, and mm -hmm. um, he's a physical therapist. Oh. And um, so he and his wife have been racing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we both really wanted to get out on the course pretty early, so we ended up going at like 8.45 or something like that, and we were only on course for six and a half hours. I mean, like I got to the end, and it was one of those super dramatic like endings for me. Like I, I was kind of numb and just b blanked out, and Rich yeah. is like, good job, and I got my medal, and I'm like zoned out for a second at the ground like what did I just do I'm, I'm done and then I turn because I hear my name and Jody's standing at the gate and she she calls my name and as soon as I see her I just like started sobbing and I'm like oh my god I'm done and I just run over to her and like tackle her and she's hugging me and then we both started crying it was it was super fun <laughs> which is awesome like you said this was your first piece in two years mm -hmm. so your first trifecta in two my first trifecta in two years will be completed on the third well, that's right on the third because you got to go do the super still yep we're gonna go do the super for our two-year anniversary oh, i know two years it's that all because like, you guys all. have been together forever yeah it's only been two years you're not supposed to say it feels like it's been forever that sounds like it's oh but it's in a good way like there's so many aspects of our relationship where it feels like 
we're still just getting to know each other and like still in that like giggly dating portion but now we live together too and so there's a lot of portions where we're like we're like an old married couple (laughs) go to bed at like 8 30 at night (laughs) oh you go to bed i go to bed okay but you yeah (laughs) You know. So yeah, that's the same problem. <laughs> just waking up. <laughs> oh yeah, you you work that weird shift. Yeah. So it'll be really fun. I'm excited. That'll um, be fun. I mean, I think it means a lot more now that like I almost didn't get there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wasn't sure if I was even going to be able to do it. So. Yeah, and that's kind of that's that's great. I mean, I was talking earlier today and figured out this is this was my fourth year with a trifecta, which I never thought I'd ever get one. Yeah. So. This will be two out of four. Because my first year racing, I only raced... I raced, like, local mud run type things for the first half. And then I didn't actually start Spartan until Washougal in August of that year. And I only did that and a super in Seattle the first time that they had it there. Yep. Um, so, 2016 was the first year I found two. I almost had three, but it broke my... So. No. I don't know how that goes. My <laughs> 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 that one is. Yeah, Mr. Boot in Hawaii. <laughs> hey, I went for it. <sighs> See, that's, a, that's the one thing that's funny is it's like, this year I've got two trifectas. Yeah. Instead of the three that I wanted. Yeah. Again, and for the second time, 2016 and 2018, it's the even years, Hawaii somehow <laughs> screws me out of my third trifecta. Because, oh, yeah, because 2016, I didn't get it because mm-hmm. I didn't finish the beast because I couldn't move fast enough in the boot. And then this year, I didn't get it because, well, there wasn't Hurricane no Lane. Yeah, Hurricane <laughs> Lane. There was no races in Hawaii. See, so. at least that wasn't because of, like, a personal health issue or something. No. Like, that was something completely out of your control. It, it, exactly. And that was kind of one thing me and Serena talked about. And, it, and there were so many people that talked about, you know, why we even went. They're like, there was hurricane warnings before you guys left. It's like, yeah, but they weren't that bad. Yeah. And it's one of those things we've gone. I'm wise. Yeah, it's, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to be in a hurricane. It's going to be in Hawaii. Yeah. That's all I know. It, it was funny is we went to Florida three or four years ago in the middle of a hurricane. Yep. Yeah. There was supposed to be a hurricane, and we got there and nothing. Mike, what is with you in hurricanes? I don't know. I don't have. Well, we just keep it. We go anyway. It's like, whatever. But it I don't was, know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but then, like Hawaii, it's like we had so many people freaking out and calling yeah. us, like, "Are you okay?" And seeing people freaking out, talking about you know how yeah. we shouldn't be over there because we're. It's like whatever. It's like yeah. if it was so bad they shut down the airport. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was kind of it. We took our our, our lead from the locals. You know, McDonald's yeah. is all boarded up with like three-quarter inch plywood over every window and they're like freaking out and the local right next door is like you want some poke yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like obviously it's not so bad they're selling food you know yeah. they're selling you know by the time the hurricane was even like i think the day after it hit there was shirts that you could buy that said i survived hurricane Lane." <laughs> so i mean <laughs> well my dad was there um my dad and his fiance took a cruise i think they left from like san francisco and um cruised down there and they were so i mean they were on their way to the island and the hurricane was way too but i think they were following obviously like two different paths yeah and so they took an extra day at sea um to avoid it and then they ended up getting there right after so probably like the day you guys left or whatever was the day that they ended up deboarding or whatever you call i've never been on a cruise before they got off the boat they got off the boat (laughs) that would have been easier to say yeah yeah it's It's one of those things. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I love Hawaii. And it's one of those things. It's like, whatever. If I'm going to get stuck in a hurricane, it's... You know, that was a big thing. Everyone's all like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're not going to go to the race. You're not going to be able to race. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, you realize I'm in Hawaii. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I'm kind of um, going to make the best of it. <laughs> what, what are you sorry about? Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Totally. We found a really cool, like, because we've always gone to Hanama Bay. We found another place that... Uh, it's, I want to say better, but another place to go snorkeling that has a lot of really stuff to see. And Where was it? It's, it was over on the North Shore. Okay. There's some weird, like, 
Shark. Oh, Shark Cove. I think I went there on my Probably. last day there in 2016. It, there's a bunch of rocks that go out, like the coral goes out and yep. kind of, and you can, like, there's a little cove right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I didn't go in the water clearly because I was by myself. No. So. It was cool. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's a nice place to go snorkeling there. So. I wish I would have spent more time in the North Shore while I was there. I didn't get there till like, two days before I was supposed to leave. And I literally, I, I got on a bus at Ala Moana in, in Waikiki or whatever and um, and rode it for two hours. And it was the best bus ride of my life, of course, because, you know, number one, I'm in Hawaii. But um, I got to go through all these cute little neighborhoods and um, through yeah. the jungle again and, like, through the mountains. And then we went by the Dole Plantation. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, now I've seen it. I don't need to pay to go in. You know? <laughs> and then I got off the bus at this um, – I don't remember the name of things there, too. Hi, not – I don't know how to say it. You know how to say it. Hi, yeah. Eva, yeah. Yeah. I got off there and had breakfast at this cute little cafe on the water and then just walked as long as I could walk, which was the theme of that entire trip, was yeah. just keep walking until you want to take a break. And um, I ended up at at or near Shark Cove because I remember seeing that and I just looked it up on the, everything. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, and I mean, that's, Hawaii's just, it's amazing. Like, you can just drive around all day and find cool stuff. Yeah. I got so many rides, and I tell people this, like, if I tell my mom or my grandma that I got rides from Liverpool, they're like, oh my god, like, oh my god. you could have been kidnapped. I'm like, yeah, yeah. to another end of an island, <laughs> this yeah. friggin' water locked, mom. They'll take <laughs> you somewhere else that's cool. Yeah, or they're like, gonna take me to another beautiful place, cool. I'm gonna kidnap you and take you to North Shore yeah. so you can see this wonderful beach. <laughs> but um, there was one point where, so I had gotten a ride up to this, um, I, it's like the, I don't remember how to say it, it's right up like, That's the hardest part about Hawaii is trying to remember how to say everything. I'm like, it starts with an A, but I mean, I don't remember exactly how to say it. It's like Alawea or something like that. It was a trail, so it's supposed to be this big loop trail that actually has access to two more, and it was like the only trail I could find on the stinking island that actually like linked up with more trails mm-hmm. so that I could take And I got a ride up there to the trailhead and the campsite, and I was like, okay, well, I'll camp here for the night. Got totally rained on the whole time. The trail was like totally rained out, and I'm like, okay, let's think about this for a second. So you have like a 60-pound pack. You're by yourself. Not a single person on this island knows you, like actually knows you. And you're gonna about to go, tr- like I'm watching people come out of the trail. Like these, um, it was a dad and his three daughters and they were muddy up to their knees. And he they, he's coming out and he's like, we got maybe like a mile up the trail and couldn't keep going, you know, cause it was just too, it was yeah. way too slick. And it's like the mud that we encountered during the race. Oh, so yeah, then I'm having was... flashbacks to the yeah. race. Like I cannot imagine, like I was, no, I was using twigs pack. to pull myself up a hillside. Yeah. I cannot imagine that by myself with a, with a 60 pound pack. Like yeah. it's not safe. So, um, didn't do that trail on two, but I didn't. And ended up setting camp, setting up camp there instead. And, um, it was one of the more frustrating nights I was there because I literally, I mean, like I hammock camped the whole time I was there. So I didn't exactly have a very sturdy shelter to keep me yeah. out of the, but it was really cool because I was laying there, the sun's going down, I had my dinner and there, I'm laying in my hammock reading my book and it's like chickens running under my hammock. And so I'm like yeah. low enough that I can like feel their little feathers on my, and I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of chickens. Around my butt. There's a lot of chickens in Hawaii. So it's many chickens. I only saw one pack of wild pigs while I was there, and it was while I, I was leaving that place. One. Yeah, it was. I've, I've it was up near the trail. Yeah, I've heard of them, but and what's funny too is I, I was thinking about this. I think it rained more in 2016 yeah. when we were there than it did this year during the hurricane. Isn't that frustrating? That's frustrating to me. <laughs> yeah. It rained more in 2016 because I kept thinking about it, and before because they were talking about you know and they're still saying that we might still have the races, and I'm like. 
this is going to be 2016 all over again. Because if sloppy we have the, the you know, the hurricane come through and they still have the races, it's going to be a sloppy mess. Mm-hmm. Like at least this time I'm not in a boot, but trying to go up those hills yeah. where literally you're dragging yourself. Mm-hmm. My arms hurt, you know, which people are like, but you're walking. I'm like, not, not really. You not were dragging on my yourself. belly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you we were, were making yourself. human ladders at one point because yeah. when Jody and I went out, we were later in the day like you were. And it was like we got to this hillside and nobody came. I mean, we were making human ladders to help the ultra racers get up ahead of us because they were getting backed up so bad. Yeah. And I, I literally just remember like digging my hands into mud to, to try to find like the base of a small tree. And I'm talking like the width of my thumb. Like this tree is barely in the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, just anything because you cannot get traction at all. And Jody's hanging on to my ankle, trying not to slide back down the hill. And Ian's behind her with his foot on one thing, like holding her up. You know, he's got his foot on a tree and his arms pushing her foot. And she's like climbing up over the back of me. <laughs> yeah, that's what was great. I mean, but we were a... laughing the whole time. Oh, yeah. Because it and was the hard hilarious. part for me was because I had the boot. Yeah. So with my right foot, I had traction. Yeah. Because I had my mm-hmm. my Spartan, my the Reeboks. You know, the Reebok all trains. put yak tracks on. Yak tracks. That would have been, yeah. Like the I thought about that snow, afterwards. Right. But, it's, it's hindsight always. Yeah, I thought I did think about that afterwards. I'm like, if I would have had traction, uh-huh. I could I could have made it. Yeah, you totally could have made. I that. I could have made it. That was the hardest part was getting up those, you know, trying to get up there because I could get traction with my mm-hmm. right foot. But the second I put my left foot down, there's nothing. On it. Do it like a heelie, like you just put your other foot on your boot and then just slide down the hill like wee. <laughs> you I almost did that at one point, anyways, yeah. on accident. Yeah, I probably saw my shorts. Yeah, <laughs> my shorts are toes from yeah. there, and actually I used them for another till. Just recently, but there was a hole. They were, they were like ripped a little bit in the back, but you know there wasn't enough that like a butt cheek was hanging out or anything. But just a little hole. Just a little now hole. Just enough now to be a little bit. Now the, what race was it? it? Was oh, it was a warrior dash. We went to go yeah. do the warrior dash, and I put them on, and Amber's like, um, "That tear goes all the way up now. It's like from the bottom all the way up to the top of the cheek." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Good thing I wear like you know I have the pants underneath or the the whatever." Oh, like there was one the race where are. I hope she. I, I mean. I was about to say, I hope she doesn't mind me telling the story, but everybody knew about it because she was like, yep, okay, I know, my pants tore. But I think it was Leah. Um, she oh, was in a Hawaii. race, and it was her, her down her pants tore. And she, yeah, she was in the yeah. middle of the race, and she's like going along, and all these people who are coming up from behind her and passing her keep being like, hey, just so you know, your pants are ripped. She's like, yes, I know. Yeah. My entire butt is hanging out. Like, like how would you not know? How would thing? I not know? Oh, really? Oh my gosh, it must have been like that for hours. Thank you so much for your help, kind citizen. Like, I mean, shut up I've, and stop looking at my butt. <laughs> yeah, I've seen ones where there's like a little hole and it's like whatever. But yeah, they, their butt like, cheeks pretty yeah. much hanging out. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, not the sound bag, but a lot of times when you're wearing the stretch pants, when they give, they give. They give, yep. Yeah, it's sure not like a little give. hole. They're like, bloom. <laughs> one of the first things, and girls, if you're listening and you've never run an OCR and you're about to try to buy pants for one of these shindigs, yeah. listen up. The first thing you do in that dressing room when you're trying on those leggings is you bend right over and you look and see if you can see through those damn things because you do not want to figure that out when you're going up over a wall and some guys behind you trying to help you, unless you're into that. That's fine. Unless you're into that. But because and there is a there is a beast that after the Seattle race I had to inform her. I'm like, you do realize that when you bend over or you're climbing over a wall, you can see everything. And she's like, whatever. I'm like, okay, as long as you know. Like if you don't care, fine. Guys, you think about this too when you're buying compressions. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least wear shorts over your compressions. And see, that's mine. I wear the shorts that I have. Yeah. I have compressions, but I have the shorts over the top. Yeah. So when my shorts were ripped all the way at my butt cheek, it didn't really matter. I had compressions on. 
I love how we went from nutrition to Tahoe to Hawaii to oh, make yeah, sure your butt's not showing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's the fun of that. Right? <laughs> That's the fun of having no plan. See, the first time we went to do an episode, me and me and Elise together, she wanted a plan. She wanted it all written out. I'm like, I don't go that way because it's boring. That's not how I roll. <laughs> if you go by a plan, then you're like, oh, next we're supposed to talk about this. We never would have got to the butt cheek hanging out. No. Because that would never would have been either plan. It's, it's not organic. Yeah, it's not in the plan. I mean, I'm just, so much more realistic now. You just got to let it happen. <laughs> just let it happen. Jeff says that to me all the time. <laughs> just let it happen. I don't want to hear about Jeff. I don't know just if that says happen. anything about <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick change the subject. <laughs> Just relax and let it happen. Just I'm... let it happen, honey. It's okay. <laughs> oh, man. You know I'm pretty sure you... I heard that a couple times when we were in Montana. Yeah, to you. No, from you, your room's right next to ours. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I was going to say between Jeff and James. <laughs> Jeff and James have a bromance. Oh. James is after my man, dude. I got to be careful. Nah. James, well, I mean... I mean He's a sexy man. He's a stud. He is a sexy man. There was a long list before I came along and snagged him up. I want to hear about True. his long list. Ask Jody. No, long list of people who wanted it. Oh, okay. Not that he gave it to. Just, um... All right. So let's stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this took a nice turn. Oh, I love it. So I listen to this podcast in my car, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes I have to turn it up pretty loud, but then when people start giggling really loud, it comes through super loud, so then I have to turn it way down. It's, it's really hilarious to me, though, but I can only imagine what someone would be going through to this while they're driving. Like, that please don't crash, funny. you know? Yeah, please don't crash. Unless we're not actually as funny as we think we are. Yeah, and stop, <laughs> and stop thinking about Jeff's butt chicken. Yeah, now. yeah. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. And we're back. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> now Jeff's all like, what? Huh? What? Oh, so where were we at? I don't know. We got so off track. It depends. What, what do you want to talk about next? I don't know. We talked about Tahoe. Mm-hmm. What about, about his Tahoe? Oh my gosh. Jeff's the do? Ultra. Do you want to talk about it? Or do you want me to describe it? He's giving it? me that look like uh, you jerk. We can do this. Yeah, go Let's ahead. Talk we about can talk it. talk about this. Uh, I don't even know where to start. How was it? I mean, you, I mean, you did an Ultra. I guess was this, this your first Ultra? This is my first Ultra. Yes. Um, at this point still, even from crossing the finish line to now, it's still just surreal that it even, it even happened. I look at that medal and just, it's like, wow, I, where did I do this? How did, how did this happen? I actually ran an ultra beast. Yeah. So. And he's crazy. Cause what, what are you talking about doing for next year? Next year I'm talking about running both Saturday and Sunday and getting the world championship beast medal and then do, getting the ultra medal too. <laughs> I'm not I want to do an ultra one day but we all know from knowing me there's some work I need to do but, but you'll do it but I will if you want so, to do it you will oh I, I do I, I want to do an ultra she thinks I'm nuts whatever um, well I think my favorite thing about Jeff doing is that um, how I don't remember how long ago it was not even a year ago he said you know, offhand it was pretty close to when um, the race was supposed to happen I think it was was it Sun Peaks so yeah we, I was actually talking about it because I ramped up my training last year for um, getting ready for Tahoe and 
I wasn't able to get the time off, but I was thinking about going to some peaks and I brought up the idea of, you know, maybe that would be a good place to try and do the ultra. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, being the healthcare professional that I was, and I wasn't thinking as like a supportive person, yeah. I was thinking more of just like, I was thinking very clean. And um, it was the wrong response at the time, but I basically was like, that's an awful idea. You have like f- four, maybe six weeks left until then, like... You like the the mileage you have to cover. Like I don't want you to get hurt. All this stuff, you know. And it, so it was the wrong thing to say at the moment because it was super insane. But it ended up being the right thing to say because look what he did. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he was like, well, fine. Like f you. I'm gonna do it anyways. You know what I mean? And while he didn't get to do the Sun Peaks one, then he just set his sights even harder on the Ultra for Tahoe. Yeah. And then boom, freaking crushed it. Oh, yeah. I trained like a maniac for it. I know because I wrote a lot. Yeah. I mean, just blew it out of the water so oh, that's like my favorite thing him finishing this was it was like a it was one of those wonderful see i told you so moments in like the best way how long did great. it take you to do it 11 hours five minutes i've taken longer to do it but <laughs> <laughs> we've had 13 hour beasts my goal was to finish before hours. sunset and i finished before sunset it's awesome it's awesome what what advice would you give to people who are thinking <laughs> uh on. advice uh Make sure you bring food, hydration, do your proper intervals for doing that every couple miles. Make sure you're keeping fuel in your body and keep going. Even if you're not running, keep pushing yourself, keep walking, don't stop. As soon as you stop, that's when stuff starts going backwards. Yeah, nice. So what, what's your plan next? I know you're doing the suit. You guys are going to Sacramento. Sacramento, yeah. that's what it's in two weeks. I don't know. I haven't really planned anything out. I've slowed down uh recouped from tahoe and i haven't really made my decision next year yet so we're both kind of up in the air you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty it's been pretty funny we have goals of like we run but we've been on the trend of like really not getting registered like actually because life is late <laughs> yeah and i can see that i mean you've had you know yeah. issues and stuff like that and it's kind of one of those things and i know for me a lot of times it was i'll register for something because I always feel like it sounds bad, but if I register for it, it's done, and now I have to get ready. But I never actually get ready for it. I just It, it was like the marathon last year. Everyone always talks about, oh, you did a marathon. That was probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> because for one, I wasn't ready. I wasn't trained for it. You know, and it's like I said before, I'm like, people told me, they're like, don't do this. You aren't ready. You haven't trained. This is not, you shouldn't be doing this. And they were right. From like a safety aspect. Yeah, from like a safety. They were right. I shouldn't have been doing I wasn't ready to do that. But... I'm stubborn, and my brain saying, you said you were going to do it, so you're going to go on. Yeah. You signed up for it, you paid for it, get out there and at least do it, give it a shot. That's what I did today. <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, and that's one of those things. It's like, you signed up, get out there and do it. So, I went out there and did it. It was crazy. It was insane. I finished it, but if I was ever going to do another one again, you know, I've had people ask me, what would you do different? I'm like, train. <laughs> I would have trained. You have a really good, easy answer to get to. Yeah, I would have trained for it. It yeah. would have been, you know, get ready for it. You know, it's kind of... You know, and I think it helped, too, having both Emily and Dawn. Because, you know, Emily, I know, wasn't feeling good to begin with, but she showed up anyway. And then, you know, at 13 miles, she's just like, yeah, I can't do it. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you for going this far with me. You know, and then Dawn stuck with me until, like, mile 22. He's the one that I was kind of like, are you serious, dude? You've gone 20, like, two miles. Yeah. There's four miles. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Let's go. But he just... He was done, and it was one of those at 22 miles. I, I can't. If I'm going to keep going, yeah. I'm if I'm going to keep going, I'm just going to have to let you do your thing, and I'm going to, you know. And it was kind of one of those things for me that that's pretty much it was about a mile after that when I because now I'm alone, 
And not only am I alone, they're literally like taking the course down behind yeah. me. I'm it. I was the last racer, you know. So it was like, I got to a point where they weren't blocking the intersections anymore. I had to wait for the walk. So it's like, you know, and, and that's yeah. like when I hit that wall, I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I out here? I mean, the lady, because they, they had the marshal, like the course marshal, whatever, in her car, there was like two of them that were pacing me to make sure I was safe and everything was good. And she multiple times. Do you just want to, and I'm like, no. No, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to yeah. do this. And that was probably the hardest part. It was once I was old. Yeah. And like I said, I passed the final person with like 100. So, I mean, I wasn't the last, but mm-hmm. but she was also doing the Quadzilla last race for the quad, which I don't know. Yeah, I think it's quad. It's four marathons. Oh, God. And she was on number four. Oh, God. So, it's like no wonder I was able to push her. Like and a she, marathon already sounds bad enough. Yeah. And I go, yeah, it's a quad. I think it's called the Quadzilla, but it's, yeah, it's a marathon. Four marathons and four. And she was, that was number four. There was someone, but there was someone who was going multiple marathons over the, like, it was down in, believe, Haiti. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look up the, and, like, post about her. Um, and she, att- I'm, I believe she attempted, and she got, like, four or five marathons. But it was going to be, like, an insane amount of miles. Like, yeah. I mean, just craziness. Around the island, I think. When you see these ultra runners that do stuff like that, it's yeah. like, oh. Yeah. I can't yet. My problem is, and honestly, one of the things, because when I lost weight the last time, it was a lot of running. Mm-hmm. A lot of running. And that's when I started doing the a 5K a month, was in 2000 mm-hmm. or 10. And I started doing the 5K, so that I'd hit 5 or 12 in a year. Yeah. But then I'd throw in, like, half marathons, 12K. It was at least a 5K. And the biggest problem I ran into is doing the half marathon. I got bored. I just, yeah. you know, I had my radio, I had my iPod, or whatever. The, the whatever it was. Man. Then, no, I'm just kidding. Not that old. <laughs> no, it was only I mean, 2009 at least. Come only on. 2009. Come on. But I had my, you know, but my... But are you impressed I knew what it was? No, yeah, I am actually. Um, no, it was a disc man is what I had. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had my MP3, but I had it set up in a way, and it sounds weird, but other runners, I guess, have done this too, is I knew where I was at by what song was on. Right, right. So, and it, people who aren't runners or whatever, they're like, you did what? But you and know like, how fast you're going. Yeah, you set the you set the songs, so when a certain song comes on, in your mind, you're like, oh, it's Survivor, you know, I'm a Survivor, I should be... I should be at mile three right now. I'm only at like 2.7. Yeah. So I'm, I'm behind, behind my pace. I need to step it up. Yeah. And it helped you. Yeah. Now you have all the, you know, crazy stuff that does it for you. But back then it's it was It's fun to focus much, on. Yeah. yeah. It was an MP3 and I, I'd set it for certain songs that would tell me where I was at. Okay. I should be at like, you know, what would be a 5K right now and I'm not. So I'm behind my pace. I need to step up. You know, so, but I got bored. I mean, there was just so much you could do. There was nobody. I didn't have anyone that I could run with because it's harder to do that on a marathon because... You don't need their help for anything. You're just yeah. running. You're just running. So let's just keep going forward. That's you know, why I don't like the running. Is yeah. I like the obstacle, the strength work, the yeah. running in between is the thing is well, hard for me. And I mean, even when I was skinny, I'm not built like a runner. I'm not. You're built for powerlifting. Yeah, I'm built for, for sure. lifting. So it's kind of one of those that you know, like the the obstacles I have no issues with. Ah, yeah. You know. The farmers carry. Farmers carry the you know the what am I thinking of? The I don't know. Sandbag. I can't read your the mind. sandbag. The sandbag. You know her horse. There you, you know. go. Maybe that's because I saw you do the thing with your hands yeah, just now. The, 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 yeah. But the I don't know what yeah. was going on no. in your mind, and I don't really want to know what's hey. going on in mind. <laughs> I have no problems with that obstacle either. But um, so I mean, yeah, the, the heavy lifting obstacles are ones that I usually don't have a huge issue with. Right. It's the the twister, you know, the rope, stuff like that, like hanging. Even though monkey bars, for some reason, I'm good at, but I'm not good as the you other ones. You are a beast at the monkey bars, yeah, I don't dude. know why I can do those so well. You're like, no, I got this. No. Boop, 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 no problem. And I'm like, dang, look at Mike. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that's always been one Fantastic of mine. Fantastic range of motion in your shoulders. 
<laughs> and what drives me nuts is when I was a kid, and my mom used to talk, but I was one of those that from the time I was like a year old, if I could get my hand on it, I could get on top of it. Yeah. Like, I was that kid. Like, I mean, <laughs> I had the upper body. If I could get a hand on it, I could pull my whole body. Um, yeah. And that was me. I mean, I can remember my brother, because I was a horrible young where I would do something to just totally take him off. And the easiest way to get away from the backyard, if you ran through the backyard, there was a stump that you could jump off of and catch the bottom of the house. And I would just jump, catch the bottom of the house, pull myself up, and run across the roof. Where he's like... You sound like a nightmare. Oh, I was horrible. I was a <laughs> Horrible. Hey, I'm going to come mess with you and then I'm going to run away. But I'm going to run away on the roof like a crazy person. We had to call the fire department multiple times to get him out of trees because he was afraid of heights. And so, so I would try go. I hear trying to chase. I piss him off so bad. He tried to chase me, and I'd like a monkey go flying up the tree. And we had a maple tree that had a branch that was good enough that you could, as long as you were quick and had good balance, you could run across the branch and jump to one of the other trees across. And I had no fear as a child. Squirrel. Yeah. So I I would run across, and he would get up there to a point where all of a sudden he'd like step out on the branch, and then suddenly like reality would set in, and he'd be like. I'm like 30 feet in the air, and he would just drop down on the branch and hang it. We'd have to have the fire department come out and get him on the tree. <laughs> so, yeah, That's I was really traumatized. Oh yeah, he blames me for his fear of heights, fear of dark, fear of everything. I was a horrible. I was tiny. I mean, literally, like in high school, he wrestled like unlimited class because he was, I think, 190, 210, somewhere up there mm-hmm. in junior high. And I was 120 pounds. So, I mean, I was, there was such a huge difference in size between us, mm-hmm. you know, until we both, like about 18, 19, we kind of both evened out. But it was just, yeah. So I was, that was my defense is I was quicker and I, I was nuts. Plus I was really sick as a kid. So I was always told that I wasn't going to get away. So right. I had that total mentality of <laughs> let's have some fun then. So, I mean, I had no fear of. This is my only chance. I'm going to yeah. make it happen. I had no fear of anything. And I had. At least I thought I, I had an amazing balance. I could stand on... I can remember standing, balancing on a two-by-four while my dad was handing me sheets of plywood. Yeah. You know, when I was up in the garage. You made for OCR, man. I was, but then I got big. So now I need to stop being big and go back to being a normal size. And, I and think you I will do, do it. It's so like we talked about earlier before we started recording this about how amazing it is that our minds will... We will allow ourselves to like put up a wall mm-hmm. where we know what the problem is. And we've been at that point before where we've had to yeah. fix it. And, um, and we know exactly what we need to do. And for some reason, we just aren't yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I've talked about it on the podcast and we've talked about it. Like, I was, in 2009, 270 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I decided I was going to fix that. And I started running on a treadmill, doing elliptical and bike at work and changed my diet. I was eating every three hours and making sure what I was eating wasn't overeating. Mm-hmm. I was eating what I should be eating. Mm-hmm. And I dropped down to almost what, 195, 200 mm-hmm. Within, guess like six, seven months, it was a pretty quick drop. Yeah, I mean it was fast, mm-hmm. which some people worry that was a little too fast, but it was yeah. fast, and I kept it up until I blew my knee. And then once I blew my knee, it was kind of like, well, I can't run now, so I can't do that. So, well, I might as well throw the diet out the window because I can't, you know, run mm-hmm. and you know sit on the couch and eat potato chips. Like I said, with my foot. Once mm-hmm. I broke my foot, it was like, oh, well, it's better sit on the couch and eat potato chips. I can't do anything now. Your mind like screws you over so many times yeah. because like I just remember that was the like I got so down on myself when I was in recovery from my surgery and it's so easy to feel so helpless and useless yep. and like especially when you're a super like self-confident and really independent person you always are for yourself and you're like strong and you can do things and suddenly you can't you don't realize at the time 
this isn't going to be forever. And then you totally screw your future self because then you've done like, like yeah. you say, where your nutrition goes off the rails and you've gained all this weight suddenly. And that functionality that you could have gained back pretty quickly is now going to be a thousand times harder to work for because it's so easy to put it on and it's so hard to get it back. But well, the that's hard... the part that's worth it is that yeah. fight. And the hard part too is that it becomes a, a vicious cycle mm -hmm. because now all of a sudden, because I decided I'm going to sell the couch sheet potato chips because my foot's broke, mm -hmm. now I've gained this weight. Now I have more weight on my injured foot, which mm -hmm. makes it worse, which makes it harder, which makes me less likely to want to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes a vicious cycle. Now all of a sudden, where when I broke my foot two and a half years ago now, I was slowly, I was losing weight. I was getting down to where I wanted. And now I'm completely off, you know, and I'm at a point now where, you know, I'm bigger than I even was in 2009, you know. And I keep telling myself, I can't, it's not that bad because I'm still doing the Spartan races. Mm -hmm. I'm still doing the races. I'm still doing the train. I'm still doing all these OCR. But then I look at them and I'm like, I'm doing, I'm finishing them, but I'm not really doing them. You know, there's certain things I can't do. Like all of a sudden for the first time this in Seattle, I couldn't do Bender. I've always, I love Bender. Bender's a blast. I think it's one of the funnest oh, ones. I hated it. Again. Oh, I love Bender. That was awful. But it was a little bit wet. Screw that obstacle. <laughs> I can't a, imagine if it had been wet. Oh, yeah. Good lord. It was a little I didn't bit even think damp. About that. <laughs> it also doesn't help if it was the second to last obstacle. You just perpetuate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yeah. what I was about to say. You just, like, started yeah. a whole level of fear in my but head. But it was a little bit damp, and, like, once I got up on it, I started, like, having a panic attack because I felt like I was going to slip. Right. And I didn't like where the. The, the hay. The, it wasn't even hay. It was just those... Oh, those uh, rubber pad things? They're pads. I didn't mm -hmm. like where the pads were sitting because if I fell, I was going to miss them. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> yeah. like... That's how they were in Tahoe, too. I don't... You know, and I started... And I'm like, I can't do this. And I yeah. got and I got down and I'm like... Part of it was my size because I'm so big, I don't feel like I could hold that much weight to go up and over and with the wet and I'm like, I can't do this. You know, and you know, a couple months earlier, I did it in Vegas. I didn't do it in Seattle the first time because I had Benton with me and it was really wet. And nasty, and I'm like, yeah, no, you're not falling off. But when I did Vegas, they also had it. There was under, there was uh, hay underneath it, mm -hmm. not pads. And I don't like the pads because the pads aren't under the bottom portion. No, dude, they had them under, right on. So like, where the poles are that stand to support it, not even the part where it curves, like just the part so that you can. It was like you stood like up if on you the were pads at the top to and, grab it. So if I'm up at the top going over it. And I slip off backwards. First off, that's going to be bad, no matter what. Like yeah. what padding's under you, like you're getting hurt and you're getting pulled off. No. But furthermore, like it was right under those supporting poles, so you had no padding behind you where you're going underneath that bend and then over the top, and then no padding on the other side when you jump down. Yeah. See, like, the way they had it was what? yeah, it was pretty much you would miss it at the very top and then on the other side. Yeah. Basically, when I was like, I can't do this, I'm going down. When I drop back down. When I stepped, the support was right there, and my foot, one side of my foot stepped on the uh, on the support, and it twisted my knee uh, in Seattle, and that's what the, yeah. you're like two miles in, yeah. and my knee pops, and I'm like, oh, there it is. There it goes. And that's part of my problem, too, is this year, as I've got hurt in Montana, I got hurt in Seattle, and I keep thinking in my head, would the injury that I had in Montana happen if I was, wasn't as big as I am? Probably not. My body, I would have been able to hold my own weight. It popped originally pulling the, the sled, and part of that's right. because of the way I pull it, because I'm big enough that I don't have to sit down and use, I have enough weight, I can anchor myself and just pull it. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, popped the shoulder there, and then it popped out, and like, but would that have happened if I was, probably not. If you're you smaller and Yeah, more yeah. strength and conditioning. And it's like one of those things, it's not like I can use the excuse, I don't have access to whatever. Mm -hmm. I have a Y membership, and you've seen my art. I have massive obstacles there, which I've still got to get that one fixed right, so. Come over and play. Yeah, 
I'm looking at Jeff. I guess I'm have, bringing some tools over, huh? Yeah, bring some tools. Man. <laughs> well, and I have an, uh, I'll talk to you. I have an idea to fix it while we were talking. I got a hammer. <laughs> I think you're going to need a shovel. <laughs> but, so I mean, it's one of those things. It's all, it's all your mind. Yeah. It's like you said, you know, when, when you start having problems with your hip, you get that, that depression neck. And people don't Big think time. about that. There's a huge depression with it mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you've gone from all this you've worked so hard to do and so hard to become this athlete and everything else. And then all of a sudden you can't do it. Yeah. It's like, I've worked so hard for this. Why can't I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, and that was my problem. I think with my foot, I hit that depression and I never, and that's what I need to work on. I need to get myself mentally where I should be to, to start losing that weight and getting back. And, you know, like I said, I know you've gone through it with, you know, your hip injury yeah. and then what you've gotten. It, it's a hard, how do it's you, really freaking hard. how did you pull yourself out of that? So, um, I went through the pretty deep depression and a little bit out of it and then back into it for a good year. Mm. Um, and then, um, it hit me pretty hard again when I re-engine, uh, team. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that I, honestly, the biggest thing that I did was I stopped feeling sorry for myself. So a lot of my issues were like, yeah, it hurts, but you know what? Um, you got to figure out what you can yeah. now because so like when I initially went into the surgery, I, I assumed that I could do like upper body stuff then, you know, like, oh, I can't eat my leg. I, don't, I can't bear weight. But um, unfortunately with where my surgery was, all of the like lower pelvic supporting muscles were affected. So it was extremely painful bar. So I was really mm-hmm. distant, like um, discouraged and like, I just, I felt like I could. That summer um, I was back in my brace. I was barely walking again. Um, Jeff um, helped me move in with Emily and Redmond. And like literally him and Emily, all my box. A few weeks after that, I had been around Redmond a little bit and I walked into a gym called Iron Tribe Fit. And, um, I had seen it driving by and I was like, cool, like they pull rigs in there with ours and blah, blah, blah. I wonder if they could. And I walked and I talked to the coach Earl. I was like, you know, I hobbled in and I'm like, here's where I'm at. I'm super low on myself. This, these are the things that I've done. Like I'm a really motivated person and I don't feel like myself and I haven't felt like myself for almost a year now and I don't know what to do. Um, you know, I'm supposed to be this big athlete and everybody's like, oh, Elise, you'll get through it. You're so strong. Okay. That's really nice of you to say, thank you for believing that I don't feel strong and I actually need help and support. And that was a thing that I was, I was getting for a lot from Jeff, but it's really hard when you're not actually getting that from your whole community where people are like, oh yeah, you'll be fine. And when you're back, then, you know, then you'll be back. Well, I I still need friends now, like while I'm on the couch. And right. can't do your FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out, real bad. But um, I walked in, and that was the best thing that I ever did. Um, and that the mentality just followed with that. Now the mentality spilled over into almost every other aspect because I started getting rid of my job. I wanted to go back to school. I wanted to do all these things to make myself better because I was finally feeling better physically. You know, changed my jobs a few times because um, yeah. I was getting real burned out. And so walking into Iron Tribe and then actually getting a a therapist was the best thing I did for myself. Like I did something great for myself physically and I'm still seeing this therapist. I started this year and, um, because I, I finally got to, I've got to a breaking and I, I literally lost it at work one day. I was like, I, I don't think I'm going to hurt myself by any means, but like I'm going nuts and I'm losing, like I'm, I'm losing chunks of where I'm just forgetting. I'm stressed. I'm not sleeping. I'm like attacks every day. This awful I started seeing that therapist and she has been a huge help and it that's that sort of thing where like you just you do that work that is such a good thing that spills over into the other aspects of it. so that's how I pulled it's there's no you know magic fix for it there's no blanket 
for how to come. It really is super, and you have to find the right, something is going, something is going to click that's out of it. You just have to be, never settle for that mediocrity of just, yeah. I agree. And I think, I agree, the hard part too is when you are injured or something like that is, you do get that from people. Oh, you're strong, you're gonna get over this, you'll do good. But like you said, it's like, yeah, but I still need friends right now. Yeah. You know, I think when I broke my foot, that was the hardest part for me was, one, it was in between Montana and Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't have a whole lot of races anyway. But I missed the Warrior. Benton did that one. So I still kind of was able to be involved in the community because Benton was doing the races Mm -hmm. for me. So I had to take him. So like uh, Battlefrog. I was there with everyone in the biggest team tent. But then in the same way where you get to be with everyone and see everyone, you still feel kind of bad because you're like cool i get to watch everyone else walk in here with these medals Mm -hmm. and everything else and i don't yeah and i don't even get to attempt Mm -hmm. to try and do and you can be as but at the end of the day that shit hurts oh it does like it's really hard to genuinely be there for somebody for multiple people like um i have a friend who was in tahoe and she was all just i mean super there for her friends and everything and it was awesome and supportive but at the end of all these events when everybody thinks that she had for mold and still hasn't had to do it because of whatever reasons you know they do it that that hurts and right. it's like i just remember looking at her and like i'm not going to take away this is your experience and you need to feel this but i know i know where you're at like yeah. it is rough um and so i mean i was talking with another friend of mine the other day like it was actually, Tatiana and I were talking the other day about burnout. The strongest people, like, this, the people who seem the strongest are often the ones that need the most help when it comes to, like, battling these issues. Because when we go down, we go down hard. Yeah. I mean, everybody goes down hard, but it's, like, those people who are always super positive and super motivating. If they go MIA for a while, like, check in on your people because yeah, they cause might be if, too proud to leave. If they go MIA, it's one of those things. It sounds really bad, and I, I think I see it a lot because the comedy community, yeah. too, is you get... The people that have a lot of times like the deepest wounds and are the most, I don't want to say messed up because it's not the right word, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean, have like the deepest wounds and have the most they're dealing with yeah. are the ones that either the most comedic, most comedians that you meet are tore up inside, and that's where they're comedy. Or they're the most chipper, happy, I'm going to help you, helpful person that you wouldn't think there's anything wrong. Yeah. And that's, I think, where the biggest problem where a lot of those have issues. Like comedians and people like that that are really helpful is everyone's like, oh, look how happy and helpful yeah. and how, how much they smile. It's like, there's a quote from Robin Williams and I can't remember. It's something like, if you put a big enough smile, people do yeah. And that's not even close. That's not right to what it is, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much what he's saying. That a big enough smile and everything else you can hide how torn are inside. And that's where I think a lot of those, that's why I think, like you said, when those people suddenly disappear, check on them. Because there's something gone. I mean, yeah. I mean, in the comedy community, that's one of the reasons why I want to do the, the suicide walk. In the time I've done comedy for about six years, seven, seven or eight years, something like that, I have known four comedians have committed. And a couple of them, you had no greatest, happiest, funnest person you ever met. And all of a sudden, you're getting to notice, oh, hey. You know, and, those, and I think that's what it is. Those people, yeah. they, they want to hide and they want to help because mm-hmm. they want to make sure that nobody else feels how they feel inside. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of, the, yeah, if those people go missing, check on them. Well, and so. another thing that's really hard, too. So if you're someone who is trying to support someone going through, um, a lot of people don't realize. They come from a very good place when they say it, but a lot of people don't realize how all saying let me is. Yeah. Because when you're a really prideful dependent and isn't do that, or doesn't want to ask, they don't want to burden you. So mm-hmm. saying, let me know if you need anything, is you're not actually 
supporting them in their grief. You don't need to solve their problem. You don't need to say, I know how you feel. You don't need to say, oh, this will make you feel better. You just need to be there and be willing to understand and just be like, dude, I'm sorry you're going, but I'm here for you. Like, come bring them a plate, come bring them cookies or come watch a movie with them or come and help them with something that they need help with their house. Like, offer what you can offer rather than waiting for them to... And sometimes I've seen with a lot of people, sometimes all that is is just sit down and watch a movie with them. Mm -hmm. Sit down and talk to them. Listen to them. Let them talk. Your time is the most valuable. And it is. A lot of those people, all they want is your time. Granted, when I was injured, I needed help, like, getting up and down and, like, getting out of the shower. And Jeff was happy to have life. (laughs) For almost a year, this man had to lift me up and over the ledge of the bath because I I could only get one leg out. So then he would have to stabilize me and help me lift up so that I could swing my right leg out because I couldn't flex my leg. And so, I swear to God, once that went away... It would be like this victory, you know, like, I should get a medal every time I get out of the shower without dying. <laughs> well, so that was one thing when I broke my foot is I never, I never had a cast. Yeah. It was just, it was a, the, the compression. The, right. So, I mean, I, I'd have to cover it when I took a shower, but then the fun part was taking a shower is I had to balance. Yep. On one foot. On one foot for the whole time. Yep. You know, and try and figure out how to, you know, not put weight on that foot. Mm-hmm. Plus, like I said, you know, I couldn't get it wet. It wasn't a cast, but it was still, you know, I couldn't get it wet. Right. So. We ended up putting a chair in the shower or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I would literally sit down. Yeah. In a chair. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did for the first few weeks. I was at my grit in the shower. I don't think we ended up doing that here when I came back here, but Jeff was always making jokes about how um, I could borrow the walker from his parents' garage if I needed nice. it. <laughs> well, the fun part, too, when I broke my foot is our old house is everything was on the second floor. Right. There was there, there was a bottom floor, but there was nothing there. So yeah. the kitchen, the bathroom, everything was on the second floor. So I had to go up and down the mm-hmm. stairs every day. You know, and even at work, they were like, do you want us to move your, t- your your office downstairs? And I'm like, no, I fought hard to get that one upstairs, the big office yeah. upstairs. It's like, no, I'll go up and down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just need someone to put better rails. Yeah. And my brother actually installed the rails. And I think there was a, a holder for the rail on the one side that I need, really needed every like six inches. Yeah. So, I mean, there was, like, it would have taken, you know, like King Kong could have climbed out there without that. <laughs> nice. Because I would literally use my one hand on the rail and then my other hand holding the crutches yeah. and go up. So When I first had surgery, um, it was, the thing that was awesome about it was that, like, it was right during the holidays because it was December 23rd. And so um, I don't remember it very well, but I do remember being able to, like, lick sisters and, make, and, like, people would come and bring me snacks. So that was awesome. But I would sleep upstairs, so I would go up and down the stairs one time during the day. <laughs> And then I would be in the living room on the couch, laid out the whole time. I was like, I am not going up those things again. Um, But then we came here um, to Jeff's house, and um, same thing, but the bathroom's upstairs. So I was like, I had to go the stairs more times. And then somehow, though, I feel like my apartment in Green way worse because it was so small. So I had to, like, crab walk sideways with my crutches to get, like, a... And it's so funny to me to think about, like, that really wasn't that long ago. Um, at all and it's yeah. it's still so fresh and, and I really haven't been pain free that long like compared to the amount of time that I was in pain I'm very grateful still every yeah. single day when I wake up and my leg like I tore my leg I lived with it I went through weeks and weeks and weeks of PT I mean I had three years on this before it finally stopped work and I was able to start my racing career that way and so like I just remember all of that dysfunction and modification and like so if, if anybody's ever scaling or modifying their activity uh, I feel you, and it's totally fine, and you should do that, actually. Yeah. Don't oh, get should. down on yourself for it. But then, yeah. like, finally had the surgery, and then all of the recovery time after, like, this is the first time in five, almost six years where I've been, like, 
pretty consistently mobile and mostly pain-free. If I overdo it, I still feel it. Um, I still have tendonitis a lot of the time. Um, I'm constantly fighting tight hip flexors and things like that. But uh, most days I wake up and feel like, oh, finally. <laughs> yeah. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Granted, I, of course, then have other issues going. Like, my insides absolutely hate me right now. It happens. Um, yeah, apparently that happens <laughs> when you happens. go way too hard on life all the time. Yeah. But um, it's, it, I don't know. I feel like I'm approaching that better than I, my hip. Because now I have that. Like, And so there's days where I will stand in the can just, I'm so damn frustrated. And I'm, look at all this food. Uh, I don't, I don't think I can eat it. It's not going to feel good after. Yeah. Like, things that didn't bother me before are bothering. And it sent me down the huge rabbit hole of nutrition that I never really need to go down. Yeah. But it's actually really fascinating. And I'm, I'm just going to, I'm finally coming around to opportunity. Which is good. And I mean, that's one thing I've tried to do with most things in life yeah. is try and make it a learning opportunity. It, it might be negative in every other way, but turn it into a learning opportunity. Whether it means just you know what you're not to do next time or you know what to do better now. Mm -hmm. So The toughest part, I think, is when... So you're feeling better, right? Like that stomach bug you had is like, yo, just so you know. (laughs) This is going to be an issue for a while. I'm working on it. But if you want me to lay out all the ways that I make myself okay-ish for most of the day, you're going to have, like, it's firing a precise timing, the amount of food I'm eating. You know, timing, again, is very important for food and water. Then medication, like, all of this stuff right now. Like, if I finagle it just right, I might be okay for a while. So... Yeah. It's really interesting. It's always fun. That's the fun part about the human body is figuring yeah. out all the the weird things that it can and can't do. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things in our body that they say don't do anything, but, you know. And like I said, I've had my tonsils and my gallbladder gone. Yeah. That's tough. I never yeah, I had was, anything. I was 21, 22 when they took my tonsils. I had a dentist tell me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> there I you had go. My, <laughs> I had mine removed. It was not fun at that age. Yeah. Well, because I had braces oh, yeah. um, from, like, fourth grade through my senior year of high school. And they fixed my teeth, but then I got them out and then for like a required amount of time. And once I stopped wearing, I moved again. And the dentist was telling me that it's the way that I breathe because they're so enlarged that my will get obstructed a lot of the time, like when I exercise. So the first thing she asked me, she's like, do you stick your tongue out or like push towards your teeth a lot when you, so I was like, yeah, cause I'm trying to breathe better. Yeah, you, you need to go see an ENT and have that before yeah. I do anything with your teeth. That was a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know that. This sounds yeah. like a great idea. Sure, it's an awesome idea. See you later. But now with my like new found, you know, interest in holistic health, maybe I'll find it. Holistic <laughs> But go. probably not. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a little over an hour that we've been in this. Yeah. So that's a good episode. Is there anything you want to say to listeners? I mean, we've gone, we've covered we've the gambit. We've gone all over the map. We've gone all over the map. Which, um, which is fun. I love these ones. Let's see. Well... That's a hard one because I, I have so many soapboxes. But if there was something that you were going to take away from the episode <laughs> and all of these fun experiences that we've gotten privilege yeah. of, it would be like whatever's holding you back, um, hang on to that the hardest and figure out why and then do whatever you have to do to push past it. Yeah. Because I cannot tell you enough. Like everybody's different to find that thing that gets you where you want. Everybody's is, but keep trying to figure it out. Never stop trying to be better than you were the day before and the day before that. And that will get you back to, or for the for the other side of things. Oh, I did it. Oh my God. Like I reached yeah. my goal. I did all these things I didn't think I was going to do. It just sets you up for a lot of, it's pretty amazing. And the biggest thing is if you need help, ask for it. That's the hardest part is I know we all have egos. I know we all have pride, but yeah. asking for help is not a sign of, it's honestly a sign of strength. It's it, the it, hardest part to yeah. do. Because it's a sign of strength showing that you're strong enough to admit 
that you're in a position that you can't get through by yourself, that you need somebody else. And you have to ask. You have to help get yourself. Don't let yourself get so depressed and down into your hole that you're, you get to a point that makes it almost impossible to come back. Don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to give help. Yeah. Sincerely. Don't be afraid to be with someone. Like, you don't have to take their burden, and, but no. be with them there so that support. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jeff? Hmm? <laughs> Perfect There's that timing. clock again. I say Jeff, but your clock's going off again. That's Jeff. That's the dinging. That's his new voice. That's Jeff's take on this. <laughs> ding. Uh, it's going to go off a lot. Ding, ding. There it goes again. This thing's loud and like obnoxious. Yeah, kind of like Jeff. Oh, no, just kidding. Uh-huh. Yeah. The opposite of Jeff. <laughs> the opposite of Jeff. Jeff's so quiet. Quietest man whatever. in the world. I love it. If it ever stops dinging, we'll figure out what Jeff has. Well, Jeff's really, you just have to keep count of it. I lost count already. Well, it's done. Yeah, All there right, there we go. Done. So, any, any thoughts in closing, Jeff? Uh, don't be afraid to ask for him. Go, go out, enjoy your life, make memories. Amber, you've been quiet the whole time. Do you want to say anything? <laughs> nope. All right, there we go. Just a little mousy now. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you all for listening. Thanks, guys. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.